Hello and welcome to Egyptian Dream, the podcast focusing on the AFCON 2019 tournament. Brought to you here by the team at Planet Sport Football Africa. Here we are in Cairo, we're slowly acclimatising. I'm Liam Flint. I'm Tom Ellis. And as always, we have lots to bring you on today's show as we continue to look at the round of 16 after two games were done and dusted last night. And we're also bringing you the sights and sounds of Cairo. There's so much more going on here than merely what happens in the stadium. And Tom, it's fair to say we had another fun-packed day yesterday. Oh, we did. Well, we actually spent a lot of time on the balcony and I'm sure many of you think we spend all the time on the balcony, um, but we don't. We do get out and about and we went to a massive um, shopping mall, which is a new area here in Cairo called Cairo Festival City. And, and part of that is a big shopping mall. So we had a nice dinner there before heading off to the match, last night's match at Cairo International Stadium, Uganda against Senegal. So we'll be bringing you all the reaction from last night's game from the Cairo International Stadium where we did see Uganda take on Senegal. But let's start with the earlier kickoff, which saw Morocco versus Benin. Now, Morocco have been touted by many to go far in this year's tournament. And Benin, of course, the minnows, but they are well and truly alive and kicking in this one. Tom, how would you sum up last night's game? We crowded around with loads of other journalists in the media centre at the Cairo International Stadium. So we watched that game there and there was so much excitement, especially towards the end as Hakim Ziyech had a chance to win it for Morocco in the very last minute of the game in stoppage time there and hit the post with a penalty. And that, I think, kind of summed up the kind of night Morocco were going to have. All credit to Benin. Um, they've obviously been a surprise package at this tournament, but questions have got to be asked about Morocco because they played most of extra time against a 10-man Benin after they had a player sent off. Um, so they really failed to capitalise on what could have been a brilliant opportunity to actually go really far, if not win this tournament under a brilliant coach, Hervé Renard, who's won the tournament twice uh, with Zambia and Cote d'Ivoire. So they'll be asking serious questions as to why they couldn't go further. So 1-1 it finished after 90 minutes. They couldn't be separated through extra time and then step up for the penalties. 4-1 to Benin. Can you believe it? So they march on. We've seen great scenes of the locals in Benin on social media going absolutely crazy. And of course, as Tom's just said, Morocco, the inquest well and truly begins now. They were not expecting to be heading home at the round of 16. So if you need something to whet your appetite before the big one, Uganda-Senegal, we certainly got it. So Sam and I travelled... Sam? Sam. I'm Sam. <laughs> That's so, Sam nowhere. That's a first. Why did I say Sam? That's right. No idea. You can call me Sam. So Tom and I headed down to the current international stadium for the big one, Uganda versus Senegal. Could Sadio Mane step up once again? Here's our match report. We're at Cairo International Stadium where it's just finished 1-0 to Senegal against Uganda. It was a physical encounter from the start with few shots on target but plenty of fouls and free kicks throughout the game. The only goal coming after 15 minutes, Sadio Mane with a composed finish. The main other talking point was Sadio Mane's second penalty miss in as many games here at AFCON 2019. After going down from a challenge by Denis Onyango, who then went on to save the spot kick. Liam, what were your thoughts of the game? Yeah, I think you summed up well there. Very scrappy, wasn't it? And it was error strewn. Wasn't much quality on display. Even the, the best player on the pitch, like you say, Sadio Mane, 
missed his penalty, fluffed his lines, did score a good goal to make up for that though. But yeah, it was it was a disappointing one, not a great spectacle. And once again, Uganda promised so much, but they just didn't deliver on the big stage. Senegal weren't amazing. They weren't too much better than them. I think Uganda had more shots on target than Senegal did, but they just could not convert. And it, yeah, so end of the road here for Uganda Cranes. Senegal march on and they'll be given a very favourable draw in the next round against Benin, who of course upset the Giants Morocco just a, a few hours ago. So Senegal will be very happy with their night's work and they'll be optimistic that they can get through to the semis now. The standout performance of the game was probably Koulibaly at centre-back and a short performance throughout the game. He won everything, didn't he, today? Oh yeah, he was an absolute rock at the back. You can see why he's been linked with some of the biggest clubs in Europe. Manchester United are, are touted to be after him. He was just so assured in his distribution as well. His distribution from the back was really good. He set the wingers away lots of times with balls over the top. He's so much more than just a brute force at the back. He can play the ball well. He reads the game so well. You can tell he, he plays at the top level in Serie A. Uh, and yeah, when you've got someone like that in your defence alongside Czech Kuyate, then you just know you're going to have a, a good day. So there you go, you've heard our immediate reactions there after the final whistle. So many talking points in that game. Let's start with Sadio. A mixed a mixed night for him. Another penalty miss, but ultimately he did come up trump, score another goal. He now becomes the leading goal scorer with three in the tournament. So how would you sum up his performance last night? Yeah, it's a strange one for Sadio Mane because, we've, as you said, we've now seen him miss two penalties in two games. I think he's now missed three out of his last four penalty at AFCON tournaments. But, on the other hand, he did finish really well. Slotted past Dennis Onyango to put them through. And he is the tournament's top scorer with three goals. He could have more. I think that's the only thing he'll be thinking. That'll be on his mind, playing on his mind. And it'll be interesting to see if he steps up to take a spot kick if they get another opportunity. Um, but they've done what they need to. Uganda were frustrated and it kind of felt like towards the end of that game, especially in the second half, um, Senegal kind of just put up shop and, and they were defending well. And it was a very frustrating performance, I think, for Uganda, who have impressed and have done really well. And I'm sure I've made all their fans back home proud. I guess the other talking point is Dennis Onyango. Could he have been sent off for that penalty? He brought down Sadio Mane for that penalty, um, having been already on a yellow card. He came out a few times quite recklessly, so he was potentially lucky to be on the pitch. I think so, yeah. I think he definitely could have been sent off. I think the referee was looking at this as a spectacle, thinking, what can I do to keep the game flowing? Let's be honest, if Dennis had been sent off, it could have been, what, five, mm. five or six so I think for the good of the game and the way the match was going, I think the benefit of the doubt in that occasion was fair enough. But we've seen a lot of games, I think, between us where that would have been second yellow, early bar. Thanks very much. So we'll never know. It's one of those. The ref made the call and it was a good call to make for all the spectators there. OK, let's get some reaction from the players now. One on either side of the fence here. Let's start with... Emmanuel Okwi, a striker for the Uganda Cranes. He finishes a tournament with two goals out of his four games. Here's what he had to say. It was a tough game. Uh, we played against a very good opponent. Uh, too bad we couldn't uh, capitalise on the few chances that we got to get back into the game. But uh, they also had a penalty and uh, our captain saved it. So we can say that it was a tough game, but uh, good luck to them. I can say that I'm happy with the commitment from the boys. Everyone from the technical team to the, to the players, we've been committed to this tournament and we fought together, we've done everything together. And uh, I can say I'm satisfied. 
Emmanuel Okwi there, the Ugandan striker, rightly proud of his team. Now, we also had a very quick word with Kalidou Koulibaly, the man of the match and Napoli defender for Senegal. Uh, we were sat between the Senegal fans and the Ugandan fans. The Senegal fans were dancing and partying throughout the whole game. Here's what he had to say about their support. We are always happy when we see the fans from Senegal going to watch our games. And today they, they make a lot of noise, so we were so, so happy to, to have this win for them. And today we are happy and we all can go home and take rest. So there we go, Kalidou and the rest of the Senegal team will now be looking forward to a juicy quarter-final matchup against Benin, where they must be going in very confident and massive favourites. Now, as you know, we like to have a lot of fun on the Egyptian Dream podcast, and we often take ourselves off to the fun zone or the fan zone in each stadium. And actually, last night, as we were walking past going into the game, we spotted another one of these zones with so many activities that we could try our hand at, all football-related. So, of course, we couldn't help ourselves. Tom and I wanted to go and test ourselves once again to find out which part of the Egyptian Dream is stronger. Is it the Tom Ellis side or the Liam Flint side? We're back in the fan zone, or the fun zone, as we like to call it, this time at the Cairo International Stadium before the last 16 match between Uganda and Senegal. And guess what? Guess what? We're back. We're back. Here it's we time for redemption. Can I just say, this is labelled the fun zone today, so this is the real fun zone, not like the one before. And yeah, we've got a similar challenge to last time, but it's a tyre challenge, so we've got your five tyres, one next to each post, top corners and one in the middle. And again, we're going to have three shots and we're going to see this time if either of us can actually register something on the scoreboard. And this one looks actually a bit different. It's actually a football goal with car tyres chained in different positions around the goal. So it does look harder, but I think we're ready and, and it's all gone quiet, so it must be time. Liam, you go first this time. Oh, he's hit the tyre, not bad. You le are you left-footed? Second one, not bad, it's gone over. Not good. <laughs> not, <laughs> not good, says our man. And the upper right one. Harry Kane or Mo Salah? No, Mo Salah. Who said you mean? Oh, and it's a goal, but... Okay, so it's it. I get one point. One point for hitting one the tyre, that's fair the enough. Tire, and okay. okay, so Tom's got one to beat. What can he do? Okay. Off the back of a zero in the last round. Okay, straight down the middle, that'll be no points. Nothing, nothing to worry about at the moment, folks. You're not missing much. Okay, closer, he's gone for the bottom right. Okay, last shot, Tom has to make contact with the tyre, otherwise Team Flint win. Okay, so now Tom hit a tyre there, bottom right. So now sudden death, one shot each. Can we score? Tom, which one shall I go for? Let's go for top, middle. Okay, middle. Not bad, not bad. Top left. He's hit the tyre, top left. So another point for me, top left tyre gone. Tom, no pressure, this is it. All the training for this. Okay, well that's kind of cheating, because you've gone for the easy one. I, I keep going for the hard ones. Last little chance, we've got some Ugandan fans with us as well. What's your name? Anthony. Anthony, are you about to take a shot? Yeah, sure. And, and what do you think of your team's chances today? Uh, my team is a very good team, but any any result, we'll be happy. Yeah. A draw, a win, a, a loss now. Nah. Are you pleased with Uganda's performance so far? Yeah, 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 very good. I didn't expect this. This is so nice. Yeah, I'm liking my team. Leonana is a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. Okay. Anthony, it's Anthony's go. See if you can do better than us. 
Oh, he's hit the middle tyre. Not bad. So Liam, there may not have been a clear winner between the two of us, but as we teamed up to play football volley against the Egyptian side, an Egyptian pair, who, who came out triumphant. Yeah, I'm afraid to report we took the locals downtown, took them to the cleaners. Good teamwork there, unbreakable defence, and uh, two sets to one in uh, volley tennis it was. So what we discovered from that little outing was that two are better than one. The Egyptian dream team are in fact a dream team when united. And as you'll have heard there, a little chat with some Ugandan fans who were standing alongside us and fancied their chances in the fun zone. Time for the feature now that we all look forward to every day on Egyptian Dream. It is quickly becoming one of our favourite pieces. It is Ask Steve. Mm -hmm. So you've been sending in your questions, which are well above the expertise of Tom and I, but there is a man who can, our Football Africa producer, Steve Vickers, who is up in Alexandria at the moment. So we have another one for Steve, and this one is from Balong Badji in the Gambia. Balong, thank you so much for sending in your question. He asked this, it is a must that whilst going up for an aerial challenge, a player's hands must naturally extend. Now, during that process, if the ball touches their hand, would that be a penalty, Steve? So it'll be really interesting to get Steve's view on this. As always, it's over to you. Well, Belong, yes, a number of changes were made to the laws of the game and they came into force on the 1st of June. So they're being implemented here at the Nations Cup. Uh, they were also implemented at the FIFA Women's World Cup in France. So with handball, yes, there's less tolerance now. So if a player does uh, score accidentally uh, with his arm, it will not be allowed. So let's go to the English Premier League last season. Sergio Aguero uh, did put the ball in uh, with his arm, although it was totally accidental. The goal stood at that stage that will not be allowed anymore and it's got tougher for defenders so if the ball hits their arm in an unnatural position making the body bigger a penalty will be awarded if that happens in the box it is all subject to the referee's interpretation but defenders have to be careful they need to keep their arms down now Thank you, Steve, Belong and everyone else who would like to know the answer to that I hope that satisfies your needs as always, if you have questions for Steve, do get them into us. Stay tuned and we'll be giving you the contact you need towards the end of the podcast. As always, we love receiving your messages and comments via social media and WhatsApp. And we've got a few to read out to you now. So Andrew in Ireland says, my team has gone now. Congratulations to Benin, but that's a disgraceful performance from Morocco and Zayek in particular. I wonder what effect this will have on Renard's reputation. I can't imagine it will do any good. Hervé Renard, the Morocco manager, shouldered the blame for his side's defeat, but it'll be interesting to see how that develops there. And also, Cherno Jallo in the Gambia says, didn't see that coming. Benin is in the quarterfinals. I keep asking, is this the Benin side we, Gambia, beat 3-1? Yes, that Benin side, shocking. How far can they go? Keep sending in your messages to us via WhatsApp. And we do love the voice notes too. The number to message is plus four four seven nine five five. 232780. If you need that again, it's plus four four seven nine five five two three two seven eight zero. And just before we leave you on today's podcast, let's just preview the games coming up today. We've got some big ones starting with Nigeria versus Cameroon. Now this is a huge fixture taking place in Alexandria. 
going into this, both teams have been underperforming somewhat, quite un underwhelming. Now, really, they can't afford any more mistakes. They need to step up. No, Liam, as you said, both sides have something to prove. That Cameroon side has scored just two goals in the group stage and Nigeria obviously suffering that shock defeat to debutants Madagascar. So both will have something to prove as they go into the round of 16 and come face to face with each other. Eight trophies they've won between them. Who will win? Time will tell. And of course, Egypt or South Africa in the other game, the winner of that will await them. It seems like this could be a very one-sided game, but is there some hope in there somewhere for South Africa that they can cause an upset tonight? Well, if yesterday has anything to go by, then there is definitely room for upsets in this tournament. However, it's very hard to see past the hosts at this stage against the Bafana Bafana team, which actually came third in their group. Um, and they only had one victory against Namibia. They qualified as one of the four third best placed sides. Uh, Mo Salah did miss training on Thursday with a cold. The team saying they didn't want to take any chances, but he's been deemed fit, so we should be expecting to see him. And if he's on fire, I can only see Egypt going through. But who knows? As I said, yesterday shows that anything can happen in this tournament. So there you go. Nigeria, Cameroon, followed by Egypt, South Africa. The winner of those two games will then face off in a massively anticipated quarter-final. That's all we have time for today on Egyptian Dream. Do enjoy day 16 as we continue to wind up to the quarter-final stage. I'm Liam Flint. And I'm Tom Ellis. We'll be back with you again tomorrow, bringing you more of the sights and sounds of Cairo, and we'll be reviewing today's game. So don't go anywhere. Bye for now. Bye.